In that first reading from the book of Numbers, we hear the story of God giving a portion of the spirit that he had given to Moses to 70 other elders, 70 members from the 12 tribes of Israel that would help Moses in his ministry of overseeing and leading and directing and sanctifying the whole of Israel, the chosen people of God. And I think to fully understand the gravity and the importance of this moment, we really need to kind of back up and look at the previous chapter from the book of Numbers. Because there, we find the Israelites doing what they do best, right? Wandering in the desert, hungry, thirsty, complaining, moaning and groaning. They're angry at God for bringing them out into the middle of this wilderness, seemingly to die. And it is then that Moses turns to the Lord at this moment of great crisis, this moment of desperation. And he says, Lord, I am not able to carry this people alone. The burden is too heavy for me. Kill me at once. If I find favor in your sight, it is only after that prayer of desperation that God then instructs Moses to do what we hear about in our first reading this morning. Gather for me 70 men of the elders, bring them to the tent of meeting, and let them take their stand there with you. I will come down, God says. And I will take some of the spirit which is upon you, and I will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you, that you may not bear it yourself alone. In other words, God is telling Moses, you don't have to carry this burden of ministry all by yourself. I will make sure to provide helpers in this heavy burden. I will bless them with the same spirit that I blessed you with, Moses. So don't be afraid. I'm with you, and I will give you help. You're not alone. And I think that this reading is very fitting for us to hear this weekend, because I just learned this recently myself, but this Sunday happens to be what's called Priesthood Sunday. Priesthood Sunday. It's a day on which we reflect on the ordained ministerial priesthood in the United States. And on that front, it's really no secret to any of us that when it comes right down to it, there are simply not enough priests to go around. In a way, I think we are at a similar moment of desperation that Moses found himself in in our first reading. Lord, I feel alone. This is just too heavy for me. That's what a lot of priests are feeling right about now. They have multiple parishes that they are responsible for. They are entrusted with the care of thousands upon thousands of souls, all begging to receive the love of God. It is just too much for one person to carry. And as much as your priests love their vocations, as much as your priests 
want to serve the Lord and pour out their lives for you, the people of God, it's still just kind of tough to carry that much responsibility. And it has never been easy to be a priest, of course. But on a basic level, when you look at the numbers, there are just too few of us left to manage. That is a quote from Treebeard in The Two Towers. There are just too few of us priests left to manage. And I look at how many of our pastors around our diocese are nearing the age of their well-earned retirement. I see how many of our good retired priests are dying and going home to the Lord. And most tragically of all, I see how many of my brother priests, young priests who have sadly chosen to leave public ministry in recent years. Many of my brothers who I went to seminary with, I'm always a little bit afraid to ask how, how they're doing if I hear about them because it seems like way too often the reply is, oh yeah, they're no longer in public ministry. They've left for this reason or that. I hear statistics that say that there are roughly 20,000 Catholics for every one seminarian currently preparing for the priesthood. I read news stories that say that a majority of Catholics today pretty much blow off church teachings like traditional marriage, openness to life, and a whole host of non-negotiable teachings. I hear that 50% of Catholics leave the church entirely before they hit the age of 23. And if they don't leave, there's only about 7% who, who actually say, yeah, my faith is the most important thing about my life. I see so many elements of our culture falling apart. I see incoherent and offensive ideologies overtaking our schools. I see pornography warping the minds of men and women alike. I see church leadership failing on multiple fronts to clearly and unambiguously teach the beauty and the, the uniqueness and the reasonableness of our faith. I see people walking away from Jesus in the most holy Eucharist. Jesus said in our gospel this morning, whoever is not against us is for us. But more often than not, what I hear from people in the pews like you is that it's really hard to find anyone who seems to be for us. It seems like everyone is very much against us. And it's really hard to be in that spot. It's like the game feels rigged. The tables are all tilted in one direction. The whole world seems to have gone mad. Even those who claim to be for us are very often actually against us. When a public servant can look into the camera and boldly say to our entire nation, I'm a Catholic, but then immediately go on to say that children in the womb have absolutely no rights whatsoever, that a mother ought to be able to end the life of her own child up to the very moment of their birth. Something has gone wrong. Something is gravely wrong with that picture. And I'm just sharing all of this with you because that is the world that young priests are stepping into these days. 
and the weight is heavy. It's the weight of the cross. So yeah, things look desperate, and there is a lot of darkness in the world right now. But then again, moments of desperation and darkness are precisely the moments when God shows up and when he works his most amazing, most beautiful, and most unexpected miracles. Why? Well, because in those moments of difficulty, we tend to surrender ourselves in a more radical way to God's help. It becomes even more clear in those really, really tough places that we can't do this by ourselves. We need God. And just as the Lord responded to Moses in his moment of desperation, so I believe the Lord will respond in ours. Gather for me 70 men, and I will give them my spirit. They will help you bear the burden. That is the foundation of my hope as I look at the state of priestly vocations today. And so, on this Priesthood Sunday, I want to say that I believe that God is raising up a new generation of holy, manly, fearless, convicted, and zealous priests to help me and to help Father Kevin and to help every priest of our diocese and to help every priest around the world to bear this joyful burden of ministry, of sharing the gospel, teaching people about how much God loves them, of making the sacraments available no matter what, of sitting in the confessional for hours on end, of offering the Holy Eucharist, of being merciful spiritual fathers for a largely fatherless generation. But let's face it, when we talk about our hope that God is calling men to the priesthood, we usually like to think about God calling someone way over there. We don't want to think about him calling people from our pews. Most of all, we don't want to think about him calling our heart. And so, that is where we would be wrong. Because I also believe that God is calling young men from our parish, yes, from St. Andrew's, to become those holy and zealous priests that I just mentioned. It could be your son. It could be your grandson. It could be your nephew. Or it could just be that guy sitting a couple of pews ahead of you. And I guess what I want to ask this weekend is, are we praying that that might be a possibility? Are we open to that option? Or, and this is very natural, I think, are you kind of secretly hoping that it is somebody else's son that has to go and give all that up, give up a family, give up his freedom, give up all the stuff that our world values so highly? Do some of our words and actions actually discourage our sons from being open to the priesthood? 
If you ask me, every young man, young Catholic man, should at some point in their journey of faith ask the Lord, Jesus, are you calling me to be your priest? Is this the way that you created me to serve you and to serve your church? Because if it is, if you are calling me to this, I want that too. Or at least, I want to want it. Every man owes it to himself to entertain and investigate that possibility. And of course, yeah, the priesthood is a more rare vocation. It's more likely that a young man is called to the beautiful and equally difficult vocation of marriage. To be a husband after the heart of St. Joseph a biological father to help raise the next generation of saints as the head of the domestic church. But I will be blunt. It's a shame that a call to the Catholic priesthood seems to be so very rare these days. I suspect part of the reason for that rarity is that some kind of personal or structural sin is obstructing good holy vocations from bubbling up to the surface. Maybe it is our consumerism. Maybe it is our worship of universities and careers. Or it's our idolization of romantic love. Maybe it is our lust, our stubbornness, our pride, or our neglect of prayer. Whatever the sin is, We need to pluck it out. We need to cut it off, as Jesus said in our gospel so clearly. When it comes down to it, every parish that is truly alive and vibrant with the Holy Spirit ought to be slowly, patiently, and regularly raising up vocations to the ordained priesthood. If we aren't seeing that fruit, then something is wrong. And unless something changes, the priests that we do have will end up feeling a lot like Moses from the book of Numbers. Lord, kill me at once. This is too heavy. So by the grace of God given me in my ordination to the priesthood, I challenge and exhort the young men of our parish to open their hearts and open their minds to the gorgeous and demanding and purifying path of the priesthood of Jesus Christ. And I also invite the rest of you, the rest of the parish of St. Andrews, to pray fervently and boldly that God raise up priestly vocations from within our own parish and from within our own families. That is scary, I know. But it's just part of being the Catholic Church. Without priests, there is no Eucharist. And without the Eucharist, we are starving. So pray for an increase in holy vocations to the priesthood. Pray for the strengthening of our families and an overall increase in devotion and love for Jesus. These are hard times. It's a moment of desperation. 
But God will provide us with the helpers that we need.